0: Shazam? Me. What a joke. My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. I am The Flash.
1: justice the american way i'm vengeance
0: hello and welcome to elseworlds dc fan podcast my name is jordan and with me as always is chris and we are talking man of steel The 10th anniversary, which is coming up on June 14th. And um, the 85th anniversary of Superman, the character, is today as well. Uh, Not today, but, you know, is this year. So we got a lot to dive into. This is a perfect time to revisit it because we know they're revisiting some of these events in The Flash, which is coming out that week that Man of Steel came out. The June 14th week, June 16th. This was my first time watching it since theaters. All right, I have not seen this movie in 10 years, so this is a perfect time to revisit it for me. And I have some thoughts. But uh, Chris, when's the last time you watched Man of Steel, and what are your general thoughts about the movie?
1: So I watched Man of Steel yesterday morning, but before that, uh, a couple summers ago. It's a movie I turn on every now and then. I enjoy the movie. I think it is a really perfectly done Superman origin story. I love the Krypton stuff. I think Krypton in this is really inventive and fresh. And there's a lot of cool things that I kind of wish we got more... Of a legacy, like in the comics and in other movies, about what they did with Krypton in this movie, because it was cool stuff. And I really like General Zod; thought he was a menacing villain. I enjoyed the the final act of this movie with the action is incredible. The only real gripe I have with this movie is I think sometimes in the beginning of the movie, it's a little slow. It's it's a little too heavy on the exposition. But I really appreciate as a guy who really enjoys good writing. I enjoy the threading of the past and the present in together. Uh, I enjoy this movie. I think it's one of the better superhero movies, but I'm not going to say it's a top five or maybe not even a top ten superhero movie in general. I just, I really enjoy it.
0: So the first time I saw this movie was 2013, uh, June I think I probably went opening weekend or whatever. And it was uh, the, first, my, my wife and I were at the time were dating for about a month. And officially, you know, like boyfriend, girlfriend, we were, we had some blind dates in in February of 2013, but so we go see this movie. Uh, she wants to see it for Henry Cavill pretty much. And I want to see it for Superman. And uh, we, we, I remember us both enjoying it enough. You know, like I, I I still use the cup. I have this cup from like, you know, the Walmart aisle where you can find party stuff. And they have like these 89 cent cups that have the characters on it. I still have the cup from that. So it's a 10 year old cup. It works great, by the way. But I still have that. And, uh, you know, that was really when I was huge in the Superman. I still am. I'm kind of getting bigger into him again but like that was peak Superman for me because I was I just finished rewatching Smallville I was excited a new Superman movie was coming and I think it was a good basis overall for a universe if they did want to do it for that or even just a a Superman franchise I will say I think they botched it the next film I, I mean I like BVS enough but I really wish at the end of this movie, especially now that I'm remembering the movie and I just watched it again for the first time in 10 years, it really sets up for a very faithful Superman story at the end that we never get to see what we never get to see it going forward. Like I guess we can kind of get into my gripes a little bit later, but like at the end, you have him at the daily planet. He's with Lois Lane He's fully embraced Superman as himself, you know. And then the movie ends, and you're like, oh, that sets up great for whatever comes next. And then the next movie, he's, he's sharing a spotlight with Batman and he dies. And then, <laughs> you know, and then we see the Justice League, which was a train wreck of, of behind the scenes and in front of the scenes. And. Then we don't actually really get the full payoff until Zack Snyder's Justice League, which I think is just overly long. And it kind of feels like really wasted potential because I really dug Henry Cavill in the role. I think he played this character pretty well in this film. So my general thoughts is this was a good foundation. I have nitpicks, but this was a good foundation. And I'm sad that they did not build anything on top of this.
1: I understand that sentiment. I don't think it's any shocker that I would say Henry Cavill was done wrong by Warner Brothers. I do love Batman vs. Superman, but it's a movie that I've gained appreciation for with rewatches. And Zack Snyder's Justice League could be four hours longer if it wanted to be. I'm all for it. I don't no, think it's too do. long. I could go for <laughs> another six, another eight, another ten hours of that, please. I I enjoy Zack Snyder's work. I thought Zack Snyder's Justice League was a masterpiece, and I think in that you get the payoff with Henry Cavill. It's just it was too late. It you could not
0: eight years later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now when. The Rock toyed
1: with us, and we believed that Henry Cavill was coming back. I was excited because Henry Cavill's Superman means a lot to me. I really like his uh, rendition of Superman. But let's not act as if that we can build off the Superman in a new universe. It will always be tied to the Snyder movies. It will always be tied to Batman versus Superman and there will always be baggage for it. What I love about Man of Steel is we didn't have to worry about that at this point. We could just enjoy a good Superman movie and I defy anyone to tell me it wasn't a good Superman movie. You can have your gripes with the movie, you can have your gripes with Jonathan Kent putting his hand out and saying, "Let me die, son," which I have some I have some qualms with sometimes too. But the overall enjoyable aspects of this movie they hit on
0: yeah so i guess we can get into some of those gripes while we're while we're thinking about them because i don't want to forget forget some of my points that i have the jonathan kent stuff does rub me the wrong way uh not just the death but you know when, when he he he's very conflicting throughout the movie um in the sense of there's times where it feels like he's telling Clark, yes, he should have let those kids die. But then he's also saying you're uh, you know, you're going to be, your destiny is, is much bigger than this, you know? So at times it seems like mixed messaging there and Clark kind of talks about that to Lois, I think at his grave when he says, you know, like when, when he told me to let him die, like he didn't think the world was ready yet for me. But, you know, I I do think with some of the way that that my main complaint with his death is that it should have come from a way that he can't prevent, because that's kind of the whole point of the Jonathan death. You know, in in this point, it's a it's a natural disaster. Uh, Superman can stop that. He can fly into it and grab him. And yes, he would be outed in front of all those people. But I mean, most of those townsfolk were already starting rumors about him. So I don't know. I I think it could have been more of a, it doesn't have to be heart attack. In fact, it could have kept him alive. He is alive in a lot of the comics. It's really started in a Superman 78 that they started killing him off as a plot point. Uh, So that's kind of my main gripes with, with Jonathan. I do think, you know, He's acted well, certainly. But I think there's some mixed messaging there that I'm not really sure what we're supposed to take from Jonathan and that. And then, like I said, I think his death probably should have been something he couldn't prevent.
1: I like Jonathan Kent in this for the simple reason of how Clark shows you who he is in the moments where he doesn't listen to his father, saving the children of the bus. Uh, deciding over and over again to do the Superman thing to do the noble thing his gut instinct is to be th- the friend to be the helper and damn be damned if I get caught you know the idea the opening scene with the with the boat and he's the hero through fire by the way, him just completely on fire just uh, what a shot but Jonathan Kent saw the paranoia and the fear. And I think Martha Kent was the love and the hope. And I think they made a really good pairing. You need it. Zack Snyder needs conflict, and and he did miss the point of Jonathan Kent's death. I'm not going to act like he didn't. But I like the idea that Clark has to figure this out. And this is the way they decided to present Clark figuring this thing out.
0: I I think I was able to kind of swallow some of these things that upset me a little bit more this time, because I know that this is all like Elseworlds pretty much at this point. Like we are moving forward. We're probably going to get one of the most comic accurate Superman with James Gunn. So it's like, Part of me can appreciate, like, okay, different take here, stuff. I, I think I can understand why this may have upset people originally, um, especially when we get to him snapping Zod's neck. I can kind of see why that was highlighted as as an issue for a lot of people, and that does kind of bug me. Not enough that like I stormed out, like, complaining, but it's you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, it it kind of felt like what it kind of felt like. And I feel like we've kind of moved away from this in today's day and age with superhero films, but let's go back to the like 2000s and even the eighties, right. And the nineties, each movie would have, here's our one to two supervillains we're having in the movie this year. And usually those people ended up dead uh, whether the character killed them or whether they died doing something else. They usually ended up dead because they wanted to be able to do the next film and have the next big bad. And it was always, that's kind of how it always went. They never did the comic book version where they just do. And now they're in Arkham or now they're in Rikers or now they're, you know, like it was always, you know, Batman 89, they killed the Joker, right? Right. I can't even remember Returns. I can't tell you. But, you know, when we get to... The Penguin dies. Okay, there you go. When we get to um, the Spider-Man movies, Green Goblin dies. Not due to Spider-Man, but he dies. And then Doc Ock dies, right? And So it was like all of those films were always like, well, we can't have that guy still hanging around or else people are going to wonder why they're not in this movie, I guess. I, I don't know what their purpose of doing that was, but almost every superhero movie killed off the villain. And it felt like we were kind of still in that stage in this movie where they're like, well, we got to kill Zod. Because they could have sent him back to the Phantom Zone. They had a whole plot where they're like, if we do this thing, we can kind of send them back there is what Jor-El says, right? And then they don't, they don't do that. So it was interesting. That's the way they went. I, I think it was just kind of, the spirit of the time but with the mcu we've kind of shifted uh, overlapping during that time too the mcu kind of shifted it with keeping loki around because he was popular and acted by you know hiddleston and then yes some of those guys died as well like uh, some some of those early MCU characters villains would die, but then we've kind of seen them kind of staying around more or being in multiple films. So I do think it's just kind of like a, a a bit of a sign of the times for 2013.
1: Unpopular opinion, I like the next snap. Unpopular opinion, I like the next snap, and the reason I like it, <laughs> I, I, it's an unpopular opinion. I, I that's fine, but. Zod wasn't going to stop. I didn't think Zod was a redeemable character. And there is no established Superman no-kill rule at this point in his mythos. It's not like Batman where he has one rule. It's You had an irredeemable character who was never going to not be a problem. I'm sorry, the way that it was presented. There's no way Zod's going to give up. And Superman made the best choice for the most amount of people. Does, and I think he didn't want to do it, and and I think it killed him, but I think it was the right decision. The problem I have with it isn't that he snapped his neck and made the decision. The problem is, did he have to be put in a position where you had no other way? Did you have to be put in a position where you cornered the writing of the script in that way? that is that's
0: that's my point right you you can write this they even gave an out jor says let's send him back to the fan zone when he's helping lois lane he's like we can do this 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 whatever get him back there and then like i understand your point of okay zod's not gonna stop zod is literally aiming this heat vision at this family and he's slowly making his way to him and that's all just made up by the script though. Like he they didn't have to go that way with it. But so I can see where you're saying like Clark had to do it because at the last minute, like it's what he's going to do. And yes, it does hurt him. He screams out in agony that he had to do it. But I do think that they probably could have just written it to where he didn't do that. And uh, if,
1: if I wrote the yeah. script, this, it wouldn't have been in there. But if you're telling me finish the script and this is where we are, I don't see another way out unless he's gonna get real creative and like use this frost breath to distract him or something. I don't know
0: there you go. he could have frozen him
1: oh, that's actually a really cool
0: enough time to throw him in the phantom zone and get him out of there there you go.
1: I, I hate to kill my own point <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so so I can see that that was. A bit. So what do you think of Amy Adams as Lois Lane? Because I think she acts the part okay. I don't know if she fits the typical Lois Lane look that people usually have, but she is a journalist that won't let it go. But um, I the the other thing that kind of sticks with me a bit, and again, it's not like a big negative. It's just something that while I'm watching, I'm like, oh, okay. The fact that she finds out Clark is an alien before she even knows Clark is a little, bit, a little bit odd, you know? I thought that maybe when she saw him on the spaceship, she would, like, forget when she sees this guy with glasses come in. But then she does the whole thing where she tracks him down, and she goes to the farm, and she goes to the grave. And, like, she knows. And um, she kind of falls in love with that aspect of him before she falls in love with, you know, who he is as a person. So... I can kind of see where people don't like the Lois stuff in this, or if they don't like Amy Adams, but I thought she acted it. Okay. I probably would not have again, had them like meet with him as Superman first it's yeah. actually before he's even Superman. He's not even wearing the stuff at that point.
1: Yeah. I have conflicted feelings on this. My biggest problem is I didn't feel the romantic element of this story at no point did I think they actually had a moment other than the fact that they were two conventionally attractive people. I, I didn't see where they were falling in love. The kiss did not feel earned. I could understand that you were setting up a Superman and a Lois Lane relationship in the next movie, but I didn't feel like it was earned in this movie. I liked Amy Adams as Lois Lane, the reporter who won't let it go, the... Uh, what, what am I supposed to do if I have to have to pee? You know, in the, like I'm going to go out and explore this, you know, the sassy attitude. Uh, Not pee, scene, jingle. <laughs> yes, that was that was the word I was looking for. But I love the sassy attitude of the strong, strong, fierce Amy Adams. I just don't think they set up a romantic relationship. I, there was no reason to take it there, It is I, especially because the last scene, Welcome to the Planet, and then the big smile sets up everything for that to continue on and actually get there.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of like a play on words, right, of the Daily Planet and also him being an alien planet. A little too on the nose when you're in a room full of other reporters that have no clue that he is Superman, but... <laughs> <laughs> Especially with the smile they're sharing. If I was next, I'd be like, oh, crap. You're probably that Superman guy. (laughs) Yeah, I thought thought it was pretty funny how, like, another, I wouldn't say issue, but just, like, how fast the FBI is on her just because one person said she knows who he is.
1: (laughs) This (laughs) guy on the the internet.
0: One person just says... Yeah, Lois Lane knows who he is, and the FBI is at the planet. They're going to her house. They're everywhere <laughs> chasing her down.
1: Well, it was one guy with a blog that she didn't think was credible, and then all of a sudden yeah. he runs a story. He's, that that,
0: He's credible enough, I guess.
1: Well, but like I was like, wait a second. I thought this wasn't like the New York Times or the Washington Post, and like all of a sudden it's like got that huge audience. It's like, yeah, huh? yeah. So that was a little in the inconsistency of the writing. I didn't have a problem with Lois Lane. I just swear I did not feel any chemistry between her and Henry Cavill as more than just positive acquaintances. I could see it getting there, but I thought it's like, oh, we have two conventionally attractive people who are supposed to be each other's endgame. Let's put them together right away. I I feel like if this was the ending of a TV season the it will they would have got in there in the next season
0: yeah yeah instead it's like yeah and i think that's another downside of they they were probably planning on man of steel 2 until it gets shifted into this batman vs superman thing where the plan has to change because the way that this movie ends feels like we're gonna continue on with these core group of characters and we barely get some of those characters in the next movie. So, uh, and then, you know, they're trying to rush to put a universe together as well because of the success of the MCU. And it kind of made a whole detriment to this. I really would be curious on what like Man of Steel 2 looks like in 2016 instead of BVS. Like, I really wonder like, how does that look? Um, is it just another solo outing where he's facing like Brainiac or something or, you know, uh, are we getting him as more regular Clark Kent at the daily planet? Like that's the kind of stuff I think would be very interesting to see how they would have continued going forward before they had to kind of uh, totally change their plan.
1: Well, Warner brothers screwed this up. And uh, I, the worst part about this is Zack Snyder gets so much of the blame when I think Warner brothers, I think he did what he was hired to do. And I think, I think they were clueless onto what they actually wanted. If they had a clear direction of what they wanted, they could have prevented this. But I also see Christopher Nolan's fingerprints. He produced it. He picked Zack Snyder. And I kind of have this weird feeling that if The Dark Knight never actually happened, Man of Steel would have been a better movie. Because I feel the effects of, oh, it has to be dark and serious like The Dark Knight. Yeah. We have to we have to get that. And I think that takes away from the the problem is then you go in Batman versus Superman and you have this really dark, inflicted, uh burdened Superman, which is the exact opposite of Christopher Reeve. Hello there, I'm a friend, and with a big old smile and campiness. And it was the complete opposite. So you had you had the recipe for polarization. And you didn't even realize that that's what you were doing. It is what it is. It's hindsight, but I look. I appreciate Batman versus Superman, and I think Zack Snyder's Justice League shows you why it's so valuable because you. Take, it was so rewarding to get that those arcs completed. But I'm not going to pretend that that was the way you should build a build something. It wasn't.
0: Also, when they're in like the ice looking at the ship that the scout ship that becomes the fortress, pretty much when when they're looking at that and they have Dr. Hamilton there, there's also a guy on the computer who is doing some work. He's played by um, I'm trying to find his name again here. Alessandro Giuliani. Uh, And he plays Officer Sikowski, okay? What's fun about this, and this this is a deep pool, I guess, but what's fun about this is if you're a fan of this show and if you're a fan of Smallville, he plays Dr. Hamilton in Smallville, and he's literally standing in front of Dr. Hamilton in this movie. I thought that was really fun.
1: Now I need somebody to save me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> probably uh probably not on purpose. <laughs> He'd probably just cast <laughs> for this role and you know, in a scene of them. But I think it's funny. He played uh Dr. Hamilton in how many episodes? And this only three years beforehand, by the way. Oh, two two years. This ended the show ended two years before uh Man of Steel. Fourteen episodes of Smallville that he was in as uh as Doctor Hamilton and he's doing some computer work standing right in front of the Dr. Hamilton of the movie. So fun fact that stood out to me.
1: Did you have a favorite part of this movie?
0: Favorite part. That's a good question. Probably. This is going to sound mean, I guess I was going to say probably the end, not just because, not because it's ending, but because of him going in like the planet with you know, his regular Clark Kent look. And I really liked that scene and what it was setting up. But uh, other than that, maybe him like saving the people in the oil rig. I thought that was really cool moment. Uh, I really liked Russell Crowe as Jor-El. I thought he played a pretty good Jor-El. And the only, the gripe I have about the Krypton stuff. Yeah, it is a little long. (laughs) My biggest gripe with the Krypton stuff is the fact that zod kills jorel and they play it as this big shocking moment when i'm like the whole planet's about to explode i don't <laughs> care that jorel just got stabbed like i don't like <laughs> I, I, nobody else is leaving this planet
1: i cared about it though because that meant that his wife had to live through 30 the...
0: seconds longer without without her husband <laughs> to be fair
1: it was a minute and a half but yeah um That's fair. That's fair. My favorite moment of this movie was when he's handcuffed. He turns himself in and he breaks the handcuffs off and is like, let's put our cards on the table. I thought that was an incredible scene. I thought it was acted well by everybody. And I think it is probably some of Zack Snyder's best storytelling in all of his movies i love that scene i thought it was fantastic
0: yeah that's a good scene too when he's just like you know especially when lois asks like why the handcuffs or why would you let him like oh to make them like pretty much think that i'm you know like obeying what they want me to do pretty much is kind of you know giving them that sense of you know Helper. whatever uh, yeah
1: such a superman he just thing.
0: easily rips it off and then just says i'm not your enemy and they kind of repeat that line when he comes out of like the bank, right? That when he gets thrown in there, and uh, the military is about to attack, and then uh, what Christopher Maloney's character is like—he's not our enemy. Uh, yeah. So that was a that was a good scene. I'm I'm thinking, I, I think the suit looks fine. I think. I do want trunks, though, in Superman Legacy. I'm team trunks. I think I do want it. Uh, At least, if not, a brighter belt. Because I think it kind of... um Something breaks up that middle section to make it not one, like, long, like, unitard, pretty much.
1: Well, I'm team trunks, too. So we have that in common. I'm team trunks for two reasons. The first reason is because it actually looks stupid without the trunks. It just mm-hmm. looks like it's, like, is he wearing leggings? Is he wearing spandex? What's going on there? It looks stupid. There's just this weird, random bulge there, and it's like, okay, we don't need to see that.
0: Got to show that off. It's Henry uh, Cowell.
1: I, sure, him. but he's showing <laughs> off enough. Let's 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 <laughs> let's not pretend he is a shirtless like six times in the movie. Yeah. But, <laughs> but and he, and then when he's not, he's wearing a form-fitting suit. But I, I guess you know. He's wearing a cape. He's not showing off too much. But no, I I, th- I think it looks weird when it's not there. And the second reason for James Gunn is I think it fits his vibe to have capes. I think it fits his comics accurate vibe. I think he can kind of have people make fun of it and then make you realize you actually like it. I think that's going to happen. So I'm all for James Gunn doing the trunks. I I thought that this... Because people complain that it looks too boring or too dark. But if you had trunks, they wouldn't complain that it was too boring.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think there needs to be something that breaks up the middle. Uh, there has to, And that's like the belt is not even like a real belt. It kind of sinks into the suit and it's silver and it's like a dark silver to where it doesn't, right. like a dull silver, it doesn't stick out enough to make you think like it just looks like one big blue suit. Um, if you put the trunk zone, you got that red breaking up. You got the gold belt breaking it up. I think it adds some more there. I, I think
1: the suit could have been brighter. I think the red could have been pop, popped, popped yeah. a little more. I, I, I don't think you have to have Christopher Reeve's suit, but I, I don't, if it's not broken, people do not fix something that isn't broken. I think that's what, when I said the effects of the dark Knight on this movie, I yeah. think Superman was like, "Well, how can we make it more like Batman?"
0: And this is this is not just because of that, because New Fifty Two, they of course took away his trunks uh, to try to what? There seems to be this thing that people make fun of it, right? Because it's the underwear you're wearing underwear on the outside of your pants or whatever, but. I think we're at the point now with comic book movies that that's just accepted. <laughs> like it is part of the look. I don't ever think of it as looking weird. When I look at Superman or Batman, when I'm reading a comic, it's mm-hmm. part of their costume. Batman's able to kind of get away with it a little bit more because where he doesn't have it is because they never really make the cloth suit. They always give him some sort of armor where the armor is like there's no trunks to it, um. So, I do hope, I do hope we get trunks. I, I'm worried we won't still, but I I do hope we get it again because I think it just adds color to the suit. Like I said, it look it breaks up breaks it up a bit, and I mean it's just the classic look.
1: And can I give one more reason for being team drunks? Yeah it will drive the <laughs> people of the snyder cult and i mean the bad snyder cult fans yeah the toxics it will drive them off the wall we might even get them off the internet because they might just they might just completely cave themselves into their little little bubble and we'll never hear from them again i mean that's a dream that's not going to happen but <laughs> i i guys if we could there are certain people on the internet that if you can annoy them, go for it. Just, just go for it.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's mind boggling that people, especially like I'll hear, I'll see people. what is there, there's this one guy like the unbiased Snyder fan or whatever. He will <laughs> always. That's what his name is, but you know he has made it clear he doesn't actually read comics. And then he's, and I'm not gatekeeping that, but like then he'll complain about like or he'll say like this isn't comic accurate or you know and he doesn't read them so it's kind of it's kind of odd but it's like he is somebody that gets really offended by the whole trunks thing or like get getting on james Gunn a lot it's like i don't know i mean it's just a suit man (laughs) like i i'll get over it if it doesn't it is something I do want, but where people are like, we're not living in the seventies anymore. He's still drawn with trunks nowadays. So it's not like this is a old school look or something. I mean, it's just his classic appearance.
1: So July 11, 2025, I walk into Superman legacy. I want him to be wearing trunks. He's not wearing trunks. Do I leave the theater? No. Right. I I just, it's just, this The internet is crazy. I I was laughing when you said unbiased Snyder Fed because that is the. um, That doesn't exist.
0: Uh, (laughs) It doesn't exist anyway because if you're calling yourself a fan of something, you're usually not unbiased anyway.
1: Well, bias is actually. (laughs) Everyone has bias. Everyone has bias, even if they're aware of it. Um, So, I, I don't know, man. I just. I love I love Superman and Trunks, and I also find it funny that people are upset about a comic book character wearing a comic book outfit. And it kind of reminds me, of course, when the teacher would say, you know, I know the choreography looks kind of stupid, but people are only going to think it looks stupid if you're the one who doesn't do it.
0: Right, right.
1: So it's like Superman is in this world, colorful world of superheroes. Wearing ridiculous costumes. And he just shows up in a suit and tie.
0: <laughs> hey, come yeah. on. Um, anything else about the movie itself? Because I think we covered a lot of the stuff. Is there a character we didn't really touch on that we should talk about or?
1: I need some Jimmy Olsen. I I wanted Jimmy Olsen.
0: Don't worry, he gets shot and killed in the next one.
1: I really like Perry White. (laughs) I really like Lawrence Fishburne's Perry White. I love that. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean,
0: I don't know. He's Perry White, man. He's like, I can't print that, Lewis.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he was great. He's true, I
0: can't. He can't print that right now.
1: But I love the nuance of him going... Three weeks unpaid suspension, that, that's your punishment. And it was kind of like a tongue-in-cheek thing where he's like, look, they want me to sue you. I, like, mm-hmm. I, I'm on your side, but I'm, like, doing my job thing. I thought he was a very nuanced character, and I very much appreciated that. So I liked all the Daily Planet stuff. I actually needed more Daily Planet. I needed some Yeah. I need some Jimmy Olsen people. But um, other than that, I, I I enjoy the movie. It's it's not incredible, but it's good. And I think a lot of the negativity about this movie has to do with Batman versus Superman. Nothing to do with Man of Steel.
0: Yeah, I think I think again, like if we looked at this as let's say Batman versus Superman doesn't ever exist, and we get an actual sequel to this that's a Superman solo film. I think if it built on this and his, you know, he does have his no kill rule at that point, And he has a Jimmy Olsen and he's doing stuff at the daily planet now. And I, I think people would maybe look at this. If it got its own trilogy, I think people would look at it a little bit more favorably because I, I don't know. I, I feel like this is like, I'll say like a good film, decent film, right? Like it's, it's there, but it could go to a whole nother level with a sequel. Mm-hmm. And, and when I know people say that it does have a sequel, but I mean like a sequel of a true
1: man knowledge. of steel sequel is different than Batman versus Superman. Yes. I let's grant say they that.
0: never did. Let's say they never did the, the universe, right? Because they don't feel pressure from Marvel for whatever reason. And they stuck to their guns we could have had a whole trilogy like we had with the Batman dark Knight trilogy. And maybe you get a dark Knight That's a bat. uh, That's Superman. What I mean by that is like a very crowd pleasing second film that builds off of the first one that people really love. I'm not saying tone, but I'm saying like, you know, that has that type of trajectory, but we'll never know uh, now, which is uh, a shame. I was, look, if people go back and listen to the first few episodes of the show, when we're talking about, Black Adam and before you joined I said that you know there was the rumors out of A Man of Steel 2 I was like great I just want a Superman movie we've gone <laughs> 10 years without a Superman movie at this point and uh, before that it was eight years and before that it was like 20 right so it's like at this point now where we're I'm very glad we're kicking it off with Superman Legacy in two years because I need some Superman content content in my life. Thank God Superman and Lois is going on at this point. So I have something like that to hold me over.
1: And I'm just hoping we have it to hold you over a little longer. But
0: Yeah, we're two weeks away. We're we're two weeks from the original news of all these shows being canceled. We're one week out from when they were supposed to announce it, and we still have no clue. And that worries me. It makes me think that of course we will not know until it's done airing. I feel like they're waiting for
1: that. I feel like they're waiting for that, and it's not going to be good. But I'm hopeful. I but I do want to make one more point about Man of Steel and this fictional world in which yeah, Man of fictional world which Batman vs Superman never happens. Wouldn't it make sense if you're going to do an older Dark Knight Returns Batman? have three superman movies before you did that then all of a sudden this batman who is older who has been doing this for a while wouldn't come out of left field and would kind of you could even kind of put hints of it in the second thing without even having ben affleck in the movie dude you could have laid the groundwork for that and then when you have old bitter bruce wayne people aren't upset that they waited for Ben Affleck Batman and he's just the Dark Knight Returns Batman. By the way, if there's one com- if there's one complaint I have about Zack Snyder is we obviously know what his favorite comic books are and The Dark Knight Returns is the only Batman book he's read. I'm convinced of it.
0: <laughs> if not it's the one it's his favorite it's the one he always draws from uh th- and for Superman it's the Injustice story because <laughs> yep. that it goes right into that with the with the nightmare uh, sequence, I swear
1: it feels like the only ones he's read, which is one of the reasons I love James Good is because I'm sure he's read hundreds and hundreds of oh, he stories. Is. Yeah, Um I mean he probably has forgotten. He probably knows. He's probably forgotten more about comic books than you and I know combined, mm-hmm. and I have no problem saying that.
0: Yeah, it, the the way people are about this online is. is is a little i know it's the minority right but it's a vocal minority where where they're constantly on any little post he makes going off pointing case in point and this is how upset some of the Snyder fans were i saw this tweet where somebody asked james do i have is there any movies i have to watch before the flash and he said no you don't have to have watched any of these movies before the flash just know that keaton batman exists and you're good to go and people said james this is very disrespectful uh the characters have been on a journey since man of steel and bvs and this is an established character of the flash and we should know this and you should be telling people to watch this okay and he he responded saying i didn't say that it doesn't add more context pretty much. He's like, I just, they don't have to have watched anything. He said for guardians three, you don't have to watch the first two. They tell you everything you need to know in that movie. And I would even say with people that compare that to guardians, even though James says that it's a little different because guardians is called guardians volume three. It's not just called the flash where you're going to get a lot of people that just walk in because they think this is the first movie because it's called the flash. And they're going to walk in and just think, this is it. And maybe they watched Keaton Batman. But when I commented on that with somebody that was complaining to James, I said, look, they're trying to sell this movie. (laughs) If he says you have to watch three or four projects at minimum before you go see this movie that comes out in three weeks, it's going to push more people away than it is going to bring people into the theater." Uh, because at that point they feel like they have to do homework and the last thing people want to do beforehand is do homework before going in to see a movie. There, let me tell you this, there are people, and we know this to be true, that went and saw infinity war and end game without seeing any previous Marvel film before they heard the hype. They walked in, and we know that because that movie made more money than any other movie, Endgame, except for Avatar. Which means that there were people walking up, taking their grandparents, who had no clue who Iron Man was, and they went and saw this movie. There will be people that go see The Flash that have not seen Man of Steel, that have not seen BVS, that have not seen Zack Snyder's Justice League or 2017's Justice League. And there will be people that go see those movies. And that's good. That's what you want. You want people to just go in and see this movie. And maybe it'll get them interested when they find out that Zod was actually from Man of Steel. And they might go back and look for that film. But it's not needed narratively. They're They're going to explain in this movie. We've heard it in the trailer. When Ezra says, you know, when Flash says, I've messed up. And now they're in a world with no metahumans and Zod's returned that that means that this is a bad thing. They don't need to you don't need to know all the other stuff. So if you're worried about that or you somehow take offense to that, I don't know what to tell you. But there will be people that go see this movie that have not seen the others. And it's fine. They will understand the story.
1: Yeah, I think the goal of anything is to make money. And when the goal is to Bingo. make money, yes, and when the goal is to make money, you become very un-gatekeeper. You don't want restrictions on money. Any money is good money. anybody can see it. I hundred percent agree, and you know, I think there are going to be people who see this movie that this is going to be the movie that sucks them into the flash. This will be the movie that sucks them in to um maybe even Supergirl or something like that. There's so much in this movie. Flashpoint is going to get a huge boost from this. The more people reading comics, the better. It's The more people like superheroes, the better. I, I think this movie is going to be huge. And I'm going to be depressed if it isn't, because after everything we've been through and after all the positive hype we've gotten, I, I just it has to be.
0: It's tracking for seventy million world. Uh, uh, sorry, seventy million domestically for opening weekend right now. Um, that'll probably rise, I believe, once more of the actual Rotten Tomato score gets out. Once more of the actual reviews go out, because a lot of these fan screenings are just people that are sharing their thoughts, and they were free showings, so it doesn't actually contribute to the thing. But they did leave out the end scene, and stuff like that so there is a need for some of these people to go again and with the way that people said they've liked it they will go again uh so i do hope that it makes you know i, I saw this box office day i'm always on these box office things for uh, i'm a box office nerd and there was this article or you know pr- a person saying that they don't think it'll make a hundred million opening weekend because the pre-sales are lagging behind guardians of the galaxy at this point and at this point that they said that it was eight hours after pre-sales opened okay eight hours i don't know many people that buy tickets right away anymore i used to be one of these guys i used to be i don't know how you were chris but i used to be one of these guys that would buy tickets three weeks out whenever they dropped for star wars for mcu i remember getting my end game tickets the day they dropped and the sites freezing and no way home but really, since COVID, I've stopped. One, I was planning to go see No Way Home a fifth time in January of 2022. My wife got tested positive for COVID. I did not, but I did not go because of that. So if I would have pre-bought tickets, it would have been wasted money. Absolutely wasted money because I would not have been able to go. And... I've kind of with with COVID and the fact that when I was buying tickets I would look when they drop tickets. I I looked for the flash just to see. And they have a showing at my local theater at 6:30 and then the next one at like 8 or 9. And my preferred time is 7 7:30. Okay, that's the preferred time I like to go to the movies. I used to buy tickets for these at 6 30 or eight thirty, and be like well i guess that's when i'm going it's gonna get out at like 11 i'm gonna get home blah 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 well then i would check the day before the movie comes out and they would have guess what they added showings and now there's a seven and now there's a seven thirty, and now there's an eight fifteen, and i was like so i could have just waited another week or two and got the show time i wanted so i started waiting and i wait all the time now guardians People thought that movie was going to flop because pre-sales were low. Totally walk-up heavy, plus the good reviews helped it. And I bought my tickets on Sunday for the Thursday, and I was able to find a good time and have the last four seats that were together. And I will probably do the same thing for The Flash and Across the Spider-Verse, and I'll probably get my tickets at a showtime I like, and I don't have to buy them three weeks out.
1: I agree wholeheartedly that I wait. I wait i uh, so the only one that I bought well into advance was the batman i and I just kind of made that happen. I was like no, I'm. see, I actually didn't think I was gonna get to be able to go to the Thursday because I thought it was gonna be too crazy in Westminster, and I was like, david i just gotta I just gotta make that happen.' And then it was actually pretty packed. And then I went th- and then the the second I got out of the Thursday one, I bought tickets for Saturday. So I but you know what Guardians I bought it the day before. I went and saw it and I thought it was oh well, it's it's not that it, there's a lot of seats available. Well, it was pretty packed by the time that I went to the theater. And I bought my tickets the day before, and there weren't that many seats filled. So that kind of proves your point. But also, I don't have the type of schedule that I can usually say, oh, I'm going to do this far out in advance. I don't have that type of schedule. I don't think a lot of people do. So, I mean, are you going to request off a day just to go to the movies? I mean... I do. (laughs) I mean, I I, I made it happen for the Batman, so I'm not going to say... when
0: When I worked in the call center... Um, I would take off like the day of Star Wars movies uh, in December, and I would give it my uh, an End Game. I took off the day for End Game, and the movie's not till six thirty or seven o'clock. But I would just chill at home and hype myself up. I watched the movie, you know, Infinity War or something, and I go. I don't do it a lot, but I there was times I would. I I probably with how many vacations I've had lately, I've lessen that because again with covid i don't want to like plan a lot of this stuff out and then not be able to actually do the thing um and i kind of got burnt with guardians too because i bought tickets on sunday and then my wife was sick on thursday and couldn't go not covid but you know she wasn't feeling well so i did have to eat the cost there so i can understand why pre-sales are not popular right now and they are i feel like they're still popular, but they're becoming less and less of a metric to figure out how the opening weekend is going to be. So uh, I do hope this proves them wrong because I want this movie to open above a hundred mil. I think that'd be really, really great.
1: But I think that shows you the barometer right now.
0: And, that I, we're and that's using. The thing, I'm a huge fan. I'm, a, I'm a, uh-huh. I have podcast about this stuff and I don't even book tickets three weeks in. A
1: exactly. The barometer. There's a lot of fake barometers. There's a lot of fake barometers because it's a headline. It's a headline for the eight billion blogs that do this thing. I mean, James Gunn just said he's going to stop uh, shooting things down on Twitter all the time because people are just putting out bullshit because for, for attention. 12, yeah, yeah, yeah and 10. it's insane yeah. to me. It's absolutely insane to me, and it's it's a shame because one of my favorite things about Twitter was that James Gunn would shoot idiots down, and now I'm getting that less. So thank you, idiots. You were that stupid.
0: All right, I guess we'll we'll wrap it up. But the Flash
1: go see this good. movie. Go see this movie. Support this film.
0: I am excited for it. So, we are building up to the release of the Flash here on the podcast. Next week's episode, we will be doing our Arrowverse update through Crisis on Infinite Earths. And then on the main feed, the main podcast episode, we'll be talking Flashpoint the comic. Not the um, Arrow episode, Arrowverse episode, or the uh, Paradox film. We were talking Flashpoint, the comic. I'm currently already started reading. I'm doing the full read, <laughs> which I'm regretting because it's sixty some issues or something. <laughs> but I've read a few. I'm I'm on it. I'm not even to the first Flashpoint. I've read like the Reverse Flash one. I've now read two Wonder Woman ones and uh, the t- Project Superman and. You know, we're, we're, we're building to it
1: now. Jordan understands. Now Jordan understands why I haven't read all the tie-ins.
0: It's a lot of tie-ins to be fair. I mean, I read, I, it scares you
1: off before you start.
0: I got every single crossover for dark crisis this past year. And it was not 60 some issues. I'll tell you that much. It was uh, manageable, right? (laughs) It was manageable.
1: Right. So I'm reading Flashpoint Beyond right now. I have two issues left and of that. And then I'm going to try to jump in as like a refresher course to the Batman uh, side stuff. Mm-hmm. But with school, I you know, I, I probably won't have time to read the comics I want to read. So I'm going to finish Flashpoint Beyond and then school's going to start. And, you know, I'll probably just reread Flashpoint which I've read like yeah. eight to 10 times. Like I love flashpoint.
0: That's fine. We'll, we'll probably mainly stick with the main storyline, but I just figured while I'm reading it, oh, I gotcha. time, let, you know, let me get the full experience. And I, uh, yeah,
1: that actually have, would we'll be another episode. That'd be a good episode for later. Yeah. You know what I'm going to the... write down
0: too. I'm going to write down flashpoint beyond too, because yes. um, we're going to want to talk about,
1: that at some point yep so you know you know there's an end with comics there is an endless line of stories we can talk about we're talking about over 80 years of stories some of them from the golden and silver age are actually pretty good and some of them are awful too but (laughs) there are so many great stories from dc comics we'll be here forever for that
0: Yes, yeah, so we'll figure out what we'll do after that week as well, because then we're going to go right into the movie the following week. So um, we're building to it. It's getting here. We'll see how it goes. Um, I'm really excited for it. But So just, just continue uh, checking out the feeds. We're going to have stuff related to Superman's 85th throughout the year, Flash stuff for the Flash film. And then we'll probably do, a, you know what we should do too, is probably look up some sort of Blue Beetle run to read before Ooh, the yeah. movie comes out. And we can probably talk about that too. Yeah, that
1: that's down. that sounds Blue cool. Beetle. It's something I want to get into anyway. Before so, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. then we, we can always talk about Booster Gold. We can always, that's true. I'm sure, I love Booster. You pick a you Booster who- Gold story, give me some homework, and we will do some Booster Gold.
0: You know who's uh my <laughs> max profile picture? It's Mr. Gold.
1: That's awesome. Batman is have, mine. They don't have
0: the JLA uh they don't have JL uh f- like the cartoon Flash as an option. I
1: noticed that. I uh, I have But they the, had booster. I was like, yeah, what? <laughs> I have I have Kevin Conroy Batman as my avatar. Oh nice. I have I have uh Actually, I think it's weird because I think it's, like, from the Justice League. It is.
0: It's not from and, the Batman animated Which series.
1: doesn't make any sense to me. Like, as a just, what would you prefer as a fan? But I'm like, it's still kind of a Conroy Batman.
0: Honestly, look, look, they look different enough.
1: Hell, give me Arkham Asylum, Batman. You own, you, you own it. That's true.
0: So, they, they don't want to promote the game because they can't play it on the uh, profile.
1: But anyway. I guess, yeah, but that would be the one I would choose. Uh, I also I you know it's weird because I was originally so psyched for the Flash I was gonna like put make myself Ezra Miller's Flash and then I was like I don't yeah. know I want to do that plus uh-huh. I don't
0: I don't like the Justice League suit for it so I really want it cartoon yeah. Flash is what I want it maybe they'll add it at some point the
1: cartoon Flash I might have done but uh yeah i
0: um, rock Booster until then
1: did you see the controversy that Ray Fisher isn't. In- uh, part of the justice yeah, it,
0: look here's the thing people he's back added but to they're porting stuff from another platform to it because this is actually a different app which yes, is dumb it is dumb. Uh, but it is a different app on my TV it's the same app on my phone it's a different app
1: it's it's really dumb and <laughs> it's like I just don't understand why they could't just add the discovery plus to the app they already established. Plus, as a fan of all things purple, as a fan of all things yeah, purple, I like the blue, purple. like everything else. Like, like, but you everything's know blue.
0: Our podcast stuff is blue, so I'll take
1: it. Okay, it's they did it for us. They, <laughs> exactly. We're, they're the one to watch. We're the one to listen to.
0: Exactly. Once you're done watching HBO Max, or Max now, just go ahead and pop on that uh, Elseworlds.
1: Look, when you when you're feeling sad because you watched an episode of Secession, of Succession and they're all horrible human beings, <laughs> and you need some you need some hope, you need some Superman. We got you, because uh, oh my goodness, I I can't wait for the, like I can't wait for the finale, but I hope every single Succession character just loses.
0: I have not watched Succession, so I I guess I should get on yeah. it at some point.
1: Just plan to take a shower after every episode. You're fine. <laughs>
0: All right. We'll wrap it up here at elseworldsdcfan for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can follow along with my Arrowverse progress there or certain comic panels I share. And um, Chris has an account that you can find there. Multiversal. Is it just Multiverse Omni? Is that? Yeah. That it's
1: is? at Multiversal Omni. And you can follow me at footballman58. Chances are you'll get the comic books play both places. Cause I forget about the other one. <laughs>
0: Yes, yeah, so just reach out to him on one of those. He'll find it at some point.
1: <laughs> if you get, if I get a notification on Multiversal Omnia, I see it. I, I tend to forget oh, about it. And then you'll see, like, random days where I'm just, like, on it. Like, crazy.
0: But, yeah. All right, well, there you go. You can reach us there. Like I said, next week is Flashpoint, the comic. If you want to read along with us, read it. Jump in. Give us some feedback. Send us some thoughts before you before we record we usually record on thursdays or fridays so make sure you get that in and we will catch you all next week